0: Welcome to Vail's World.
1: It's the team.
0: What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Man, we are here again. I do have some good news. So my soundboard came back yesterday. Uh, So I'm back at it. Thank you, Road. It seemed like instead of repairing um, the old one, they gave me a brand new one. So I hope it, Comes out right. It looks like everything is going to come out right. I will just believe that it's going to come out right, and get on with the show. So first, we're going to start off with Good Read, of course. Um, today's episode, Good Read, is "Crucial Conversations: Tools for Talking When the Stakes Are High" by Carrie Patterson, Joseph Graney. Ron McMillan and Al Switzer. Crucial conversations, by their definition, are important and can affect the person's life. There are three factors that tend to define a crucial conversation. One, opinions differ. Two, the stakes are high. And three, emotions are high. If handled properly,
1: they create breakthroughs. But if handled badly, they can lead to breakdowns by being
0: prepared to hold these conversations. Often early. They will ensure clarity over responsibility, define expectations. And hence, maintain high levels of performance. When we let these conversations go by and let standards
1: slip. And unwittingly. Give permission for unwanted behavior to continue.
0: This was a great book on so many levels um, for me. I used to be a person that didn't like confrontation, so I'd rather not say anything at all um, and let things, again, continue to build up. And then it usually comes off with a huge impulsive outburst of things that's been brought upon within that moment that in reality, it was just a buildup of time. Um, So reading this book really made me comfortable with saying things sooner and being okay with healthy confrontation. My biggest takeaways were the seven essential steps of holding um, a crucial conversation. Step number one being start with the heart being able to have empathy and a positive intent, Uh, stay in dialogue. So continue to have conversation, continue to allow both sides speak, listen. There's been a big piece for almost every book that I've read, just listening, Uh, make it safe. At any point of time within that conversation, if, Fairness just happen to be erased and, you know, someone doesn't feel safe. That's when their guard goes up and, they you know, everything becomes defensive. And no one is hearing each other out. Don't get hooked by emotions. Don't allow the emotions to take over the conversation. Have the will and the spirit to control the conversation. Agree on a mutual purpose. Usually, there's you know always something, one thing that both parties can agree on, um, especially when you're dealing with uh, a business partner, and it goes to like the the view of the company when you're dealing with um, a partner on an intimate level, and you all want to do what's right for the relationship and things of that nature. Usually, people's intentions are the same, but how they get there is is different, and that's when. Crucial conversations happen. Uh, even if, you know, they don't necessarily agree on what's going on, just really get into the outcome for both parties and you'll find some similarity. If you're not, it's, again, it's okay to have a conversation now so you can understand that earlier than later. Uh, separate facts from the story. So stick things that can be proven. Um, not things that was created in your head. Because what tends to happen, uh, we, we, we use and, and find what we tend to sink, seek. So if we're looking for all the negative things about someone, we will only remember all the negative things of someone and we'll create a story because we already created the character, the role that they're going to play within this story. Um, and based on that dictates how they are perceived in our brain and how we tell that story to others. So if you stay to the facts, this is what happened, this is how that happened, and, and then have a conversation so that person can express and explain um, their role within that story, it gives you a clear you know, Sometimes someone can be annoying you or irritating you and not even know it because it was never brought up, it was never mentioned. And then agree on a clear action plan. So after you have the conversation, if there's any, if there's any takeaways from it, knowing that, hey, this is what I'm going to do by this date, boom, uh, this is what I'm going to work on by this date, boom, hey, I said I'm going to do this, at any time you feel like I'm not doing this, can you tell me sooner? Hey, let's have a follow-up meeting to ensure that we're saying we're going to do the things that we said that we're going to do based off this conversation. And those, you know, that that way you're not just having a conversation and assuming that everything is going to be perfect. You're really taking the steps and everyone have homework to do in a sense to ensure that whatever you all just had this crucial conversation about is getting done. Um, A lot of times we miss that part because we just – We'll we we'll stop at one of these steps and miss the other parts that's under it, and or we'll just mix it up. Uh, but the last part of just you know putting closure on it and allowing action and follow up, we tend to stray away from that. And I'm still working on uh, seven, so I'm good at separating the facts from the story. I'm am good with emphasizing with people. Uh, try to stay in a dia- you know. Try to stay in dialogue. Um, make it safe, Um, a huge component of, you know, when it's not fair, let's let's stop it for a minute. Let's tap back to a spot where it was fair so we can continue the conversation. Um, I think anybody could read this book, not just a business owner, not just someone in a relationship with people, but someone that wants to strengthen relationships with people. Uh, This book really stands on a basis of relationships So that's a huge question you got to ask yourself, like how how will this conversation impact the relationship that I have with this person? And is it a relationship that I want to have? Is this something that I really do care about before stepping into um, this conversation, which is great. Make sure y'all read it, Crucial Conversation, Tools for Talking When the Stakes Are High by Kerry Patterson, Joseph Graney, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. And if y'all have some books you all would like me to read, make sure y'all hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at ldmunger one Send me a quick email, contact at LDMonger.com uh, with your feedback. If you want to read this book and you want me to read along with you, I have no problem with circling, ba- you know, circling the block. Um, I highly suggest any and everyone get this book. Yeah. So now let's tap into what's popping. So it has been a, whew, it has been a lad. Ooh, these last days with sports. So Cam Newton, um, uh, everyone knows I'm a Patriot fan by now. If y'all don't know, y'all should know. And we had two major trades um, that happened with some defensive players, with our only defensive players. And Cam had, since COVID, Cam hasn't really been playing um, his best. You can tell he's like some type of fatigue is going on. Uh, Elderman is out. I don't know who he throwing it to. The same type of things that I was saying last year with Brady, when everyone was saying, "Oh, Brady is falling out. He he's old. He needs to retire." I'm like he didn't have players to throw it to. And this year, I believe our expectations increased because of the games that Cam had. The first three games were amazing. Um, that loss with you know by the Seahawks that was a, a pretty good game. And just one mistake away from actually being a W. And then COVID hit. Uh, so he took a game off, came back with the Denver game. Again, that was a game that was one messed up play away from being um a W. Uh, another game which just he was just bad and he was benched in the fourth quarter. Um and then this previous then the last game, um whew, Man. Another uh, fumble, fourth quarter, thirty seconds left,
1: and it was on Cam. So it's it's just a lot. You can tell that he's playing
0: back to football condition, uh, based off you know having COVID. He has to get his timing back with his players, and all these other things. It's just it's just so much, man. I hate that it had to be Cam during these times, especially when you know we see Tom Brady just doing his thing. So Tom Brady is one of my favorite players. Cam is one of my favorite players as well, so it only made sense that he became a Patriot. I hope that they do find him some help. Definitely need some receivers. He can run. And that opened up some opportunities early in the season, but now that individual, you know, coaches have created game plans uh, to contain him. It's a whole different ball game. So I believe the next game will be better. They also have one of the hardest schedules this year, and I think people are not mindful of that. That's that was big. This is one of the hardest schedules that I've seen the Patriots have in a while. Uh, but Tom Brady, man, Tom Brady is having an amazing year. He has weapons. That he asked for, it seemed like they are finally molding. Like that team is finally looking like a team. And again, that's another team that's playing to condition, that's playing uh to rhythm, which is is crazy. This year has been crazy and it's it's good looking at the type of impact that Tom Brady is having on this team. Um it's not that hard when you have six you know, Super Bowl rings. To go into a new program and have this expectation and have this leadership, especially when there's a lot of younger guys uh, that looked up to you while they were in college, you know, veterans that probably played with you at some capacity and played against you, and and know what you represent. So that makes it a lot easier. You're a proven vet, and 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 Tom been doing his thing. He's he just got that fire on a court. I mean, on a field that. Michael had on the court, everyone can't play with a Tom Brady everyone can't you know couldn't play with a a Michael Jordan everyone couldn't play with a Kobe bryant and It's great to see Tampa like they were literally one piece away. I remember last year when I was talking about their their quarterback and you know the fact that he had just as many interceptions as he had his touchdowns. When literally, you know, a lot of those games could have been won if he didn't have as many turnovers. And the wide receivers, they were okay. They weren't, you know, they weren't all that. And we we seen that earlier in the year. But Brady is really inspiring and motivating these guys. And Brady is really, you know, his brand and what he represents is, is attracting other good players to that team. And I'm looking forward to see what, you know, what they do. Um, I'm not too far from Tampa. I do have a Brady jersey. I was really, you know, really excited and expecting to go to a game this year. But I do understand the health um, precautions. So if I can't go this year, oh well. The Super Bowl is supposed to be in Tampa. So we will see how
1: that plays out. Right now, I think it's safe to say that Brady is
0: is winning um, the battle right now. But we knew this was going to be a, a recovery year for the Patriots. I just hate it had to be Cam, and I hope that he's he play well enough in the remaining games that he can at least get another year uh, with the Patriots. Or if he go to another team that he's not the the good backup quarterback, uh, he he didn't get hurt yet, so that's good. So I'm looking forward to see how that go. Um, the NBA starts December 22nd. That's the proposed date. We will see how that works. I I I think they should wait till next year. Um, it's going to be hard to have a bubble scenario now, especially with all those teams and Having players in the bubble for three months, I really do feel bad for the heat and and Lakers like man, they just got out and you're talking about two months time frame of starting the season. Um, so I know that's a lot of a lot of wear and tear on the body, uh, fatigue, been away from family so mental it's just it's, it's a lot, and then you have to travel. During these times to these arenas, you know, being exposed to COVID, we seen how MLB was. We've seen how NFL started off um, earlier. So just whatever, you know, you all decide, you know, if it was up to me, I, I let it go to half the season and everything starts in February and figure out, like, how does all-star game look, all-star break look, or whatever. Uh, use that time to kind of, get them back in shape or start playing some games and then start the season from there and have a 40 to 60 game season Uh, this year opposed to trying to have the 482 um, and just make it sloppy. I I wouldn't do NBA like that. Uh, The bubble was, uh, I think it was a hit based on the viewer experience from my experience. So I don't want them to mess that up. So if the NBA starts December 22nd, I would definitely be looking. Um, If it don't, I understand. I think it should start mid-February. So we should see. Uh, Donald Trump, he put his girl in the the Supreme Court. Oh, wow. So Amy Coney uh, Barrett, just some little information that kind of like surfaced. So apparently she has two years of private practice. Mostly worked on civil cases, not criminal. Never argued before the Supreme Court. Never argued an appeal. Has 15 years of teaching experience. And served as a judge for the first time in 2018. Now, there's not the most underqualified person for this position. I don't know what it like. She knew somebody. She owed somebody. And she can be in this seat for the next forty, fifty years, maybe sixty, because she's quite, you know, young. So I don't know who she know, but based
1: off this resume, that kind of surfaced. Um, I think it's safe to say that
0: it was other options out there. Uh, a lot of other options. And I'm not saying that it had to be a black person. I'm not saying that it had to be a certain type of person it's It's people out there that's more qualified that possibly have fifteen years um of private practice that has argued before the Supreme Court to just know how that process is and you know argued and appeal opposed to this person. so that's what we get when you don't vote uh you get people putting individuals and positions of leadership that's not necessarily qualified and this has been his thing since he's been in office he really wanted to step away from the political background he didn't want too many politics uh within politics so he had all these random business people or made all these connections with other people and favors that he probably owed and put these people in these leadership positions um that's not familiar or been brainwashed by the political process so that's our supreme court a lot of people said we should wait um, out there election and as you see that was not the case <sighs> last week rtw had our grand opening for um our first studio it's in the paramore community in downtown Orlando. It was a hit, so of course, you know, due to COVID, we had a lot of guidelines that we had to uh, stick to just to make sure that everyone is safe, uh, feel safe, and we're doing the necessary steps to make everyone as safe as possible, so we had a nice registration set up, people took their temperatures, hand sanitizer, we provided masks for those that didn't have it. Uh, we had two of the Chamber of Commerce's that we were part of participate in ribbon cutting. So we had a private ceremony at 2.30 with St. Cloud Chamber of Commerce, which was great. Um, then we had uh, another ribbon cutting with the African-American Chamber of Commerce of Central Florida. We had Regina Hill, the commissioner of the district, of the district that our business is in. She came, shared some words, provided a proclamation from the city. Uh, It was great. We had between around 35, 40 people kind of step in and step out. Uh, We were doing rolling tours, so allowing small groups to kind of tour the the facility. Uh, We had food. Streetwise did their thing. Decor was on point. Um, Denise really helped us out on that, asked for high top tables and we got so much more. So it was just great man, seeing all of the support that we were able to get from previous clients and, and, and vendors
1: that we have worked with in the past. So it was great. (sighs) Ah, and then I was on Facebook. So one of my
0: Facebook homies, man, he um made a status about guys calling out their homeboys um for the misuse of, of women. Um so he made two previous like he made two status. So he made a status on his personal page that was just like calling out uh, they you know, people homeboys as abusing and like all this so like yeah like you definitely need to call out your homeboys if they are taking advantage of of women uh and negatively impacting women's lives and doing it intentionally um it's just not fair like <laughs> right is right and wrong is wrong and uh, but his, the status that he made within our group our our men community was just on the basis of this like do we call out our homeboys, uh, how does that look? And how do y'all experience that? And it didn't necessarily have the backstory of the abuse, the impregnating, you know, being toxic, and all those things. And uh, someone responded with, uh, I told him to stop being childish. You're too old. You need to uh, be trying to find a wife to get married, and da 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 da. And it's a huge turnoff when people use age as a reason why someone's supposed to do or behave a certain way, right? Uh, I've seen 16-year-olds that act more mature than 36-year-olds. I've seen 36-year-olds that have their life together, have a great profession, uh, but not necessarily married. So for this guy to tell a 26-year-old that they were too old to To have fun, to enjoy their lives. He wasn't necessarily manipulating, being toxic, being disrespectful, abusing, impregnating and leaving women. He was just literally just had women that he can choose from uh, while he's 26 years old, dating and enjoying the scene. Uh, so for someone to say that he was too old to be doing that, it was mind blowing. Um, this idea that everything has to be decided. Like your life is pretty much over at 25. Like you have to have everything figured out. And if you don't, it's over at 25. Like social media, um, is adding to that. But a lot of times we have to step out of that. And what's, you know, what's good for our lives, not necessarily good for others. My little sister got married, uh, last year. And I'm I'm proud of her. Can't be nothing but proud of her. Um, but, you know, her getting married at, I think she was 24. Yep. Her getting married at 24 and the, the life that she had for herself at 24 is completely different from the life that I had at 24. Uh, the responsibilities that we both have are completely different. So I commend and salute her for that. And um and and her husband. I don't judge them on being married early. Um I don't judge myself for not being married early. <laughs> Everyone's time is different. So I wouldn't call out nobody on the, the basis of age. Are you too old to be doing this? Now I, I I will stick to the facts of right is right and wrong is wrong, regardless of your age. You should be in a space where you want to treat people right um, to the best of your
1: ability. And we can redirect that behavior if I sense that you're doing it wrong. And that's where people need to stick to the behavior and not trying to make things
0: sound rational. Is just saying, are you too old to be doing A, B, C, or D? when there's people that's older doing A, B, C, and D, and when there's people that's younger doing A, B, C, and D, don't use age as a defining factor of right or wrong
1: based on what you would like to see or what you perceive as right or wrong. But if you stick to the behavior, I mean, at any age, treating somebody wrong
0: should be called out upon. At any age, impregnating uh, women and 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 have no no I you know no idea where you going, how you're going to take care of this baby, or if you want to take care of this baby or not, like that's just wrong. So that's how I felt about that situation. Uh, I had a moment, another moment. So my baby sister, she had dropped a picture of her when she was um, younger. And just looking at her, so sweet, so innocent, so fun. Um, no care in the world. I I always look at myself and my siblings. Uh, and mainly my baby sister, because we was like 10 years apart. And I was a lot older uh, to see some of the things that, uh, that she experienced and kind of reflect on some things that I experienced uh, through those age. And we were just some happy-ass poor kids. And we were like the happiest poor kids ever and didn't necessarily even know that we were poor. Um, I went to public school my entire life, so it was a lot of people that kind of looked like me. Uh, unfortunately, my baby sister and my younger siblings, they went to county schools. Um, so they were exposed to a different type of living. Uh, teenagers having cars and not just regular cars like Porsches and things of that nature. So their struggles was a lot different than mine waking up early in the morning uh, to get on the school bus opposed to me just walking down the street to go to school. Uh, so it's it, it's crazy. And, you know, seeing that picture of her, it brought me back to that time, uh, reminded me of the sacrifices that I made to ensure that I was there um,
1: for her. And. Seeing her now, being in college, uh, sophomore year,
0: and trying to work out all these different demons, uh, work through all these different demons, and and just just make it 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 just it was a it was a touching moment for me. Um, anyone that has had a conversation with with me, and as I talk about my feelings, I probably physically. Um, don't cry, but I feel and remember the feeling of crying um, so I definitely had that feeling when I looked at that picture and had to get it together and then it came again, and again, turning that energy into something positive it you know after a while, it just made me smile to look at the person that she is today and knowing what she's capable of if she can just stay focused and make it through.
1: This moment Seasons don't last forever And today Today, today, today Is the day of voting <sighs> I don't know what tomorrow may look like
0: But before this voting happened I didn't know what tomorrow will look like anyway <laughs> So I encourage everyone to do their part Get y'all booty to the pose. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen that, oh my God. Yeah, get y'all booties to the pole. Bring some bodies with you. Definitely the next generation. We really have to allow them to get comfortable with standing in lines, not for J's, not for iPhone, not for a PlayStation 5, not for... Black Friday at Walmart or Best Buy, we need people to get comfortable with standing in lines uh, to cast a ballot. We need people comfortable with obtaining information on political candidates. And the best way to do that is by example.
1: So ensure that our future will be all right. So bring five people. If you know
0: someone that doesn't have a ride to the poll that's registered um, or may make some excuse of why they're not voting, bring them out for those that voted early. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, still encourage and inspire and motivate someone else to get up and hit up the polls. Um, for those that may be in unsafe areas. You know, it's good to have somebody with you. Um you know, our 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 women, you know, if you're not comfortable with your polling site, you know, reach out to someone so you can gain that comfort level level. But let's make sure we we out here and voting. Again, I don't care who you're voting for. Just practice
1: the the free will of voting. Ah. Uh, Maybe this conversation next week will be happy or maybe it will be sad. I don't know. So we we will see. All right.
0: So I have been in a huge dilemma um, over the last couple of weeks with just, with just life, just trying to figure a lot of things out, uh, not really trying to let people down, my family in particular. Uh, For those that don't know, I do have an uncle that's in the federal penitentiary. Um, Before COVID, I used to travel back to St. Louis a lot and make sure that my grandmother has a way to see him, make sure that my cousins or whoever wanted to ride to visit, uh, they had that opportunity and that space to do so. Uh, But
1: since COVID, they are on lockdown Which it makes sense. So we haven't been able to see him this year. And I know that's playing a huge, like, a lot has happened this year, man. Uh,
0: COVID going on, my mom dying. um, And he's really in there dealing with a lot of things on his own and it's hard like it's it's hard on me uh, he've been locked up a lot of years of my life and i have had to take on a lot of you know responsibility as being the oldest male in the family and just looking out for everyone my siblings my cousins my grandmother my mother like trying to get the family together. I have a very uh fractioned off family. Uh it's very small but which makes the the separation more impactful uh as it pertains to my, my grandmother's uh kids. So just really having a lot uh, on my heart and mind. And uh recently, like at the end of this in the last month, end of October, um, he needed a, an appeal letter. And my grandmother told me earlier in, in the month, but it was just hard for me to write the, the words. Like I couldn't write the letter. I couldn't, as bad as I want my uncle free, I just don't see a lifestyle that he can have out here that allowed me to sleep at night if he was free. Um, I don't know the plan. Like, my mom's not here, so it's not like he can just go to my mom's house um, until he figure it out. My grandmother's house too small. I know she'll make it work, but for how long? Um, my aunt and him really haven't talked in a while, and I don't know what their situation would look like if he was if he was able to get out tomorrow and if he was to get out and something was to happen to him, I don't know how it would impact me because I, I lied in this letter um, because I selfishly wanted my, my uncle free. And he was the one that introduced me to a care before I made it into the organization and the hashtags that we see today. Uh, He used to write me at the end of every letter, it was AKIR. And I turned that acronym into something that helped my homeboys in high school graduate high school. And for years after I left, (laughs) like that was still a thing. And then inspiring us to try this college thing out. And then a lot of us still have
1: relationships to this day, which is great from all walks of life. My uncle now, like, before he got locked up this last time, um, he was shot. He was in a coma for a while. And months after being released from the
0: hospital, he was locked up again. I believe he's been there since 2015,
1: uh, facing 15 years. Can possibly uh, get out earlier. Uh, I just, you know, having that pressure was a lot. Uh, making the decision
0: not to write the letter was a lot. Uh, but the crucial conversation that I had with him meant everything. So sharing with him that I wasn't writing a letter and why I wasn't writing a letter, and the response that he gave me was something that I needed. Um, he stated that you know he can die in there, which is true, but I know the chances of him dying in there is a lot different than the chances of him dying out here because he he knows jail. St. Louis now is completely different than St. Louis five years ago. St. Louis five years ago was completely different than St. Louis 10, eight years ago. And every time he comes out, it's a different St. Louis. And everyone's lifestyle just tend to change, <laughs> changes when he's out. Like people go on the good path and all this other stuff when he's in, but when he come out, everyone want to come out as if they've been doing like they've been, keeping this lifestyle on their entire time. There's a lot of give me give me give me type people. And I'm not in St. Louis. I can't say that I can help you with A B C or D. Uh that I can make sure that A B C or D is 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 happening not from Florida and I'm not in a position to say hey you can move to Florida. <laughs> so it's just a lot within that decision you know, ultimately you know I didn't want to let my family down uh, I didn't want to let him down and he just let me know that I you know not writing a letter was not letting him down and that he's proud of everything that I've been able to accomplish uh, without his assistance and indirectly a lot of the things that I have accomplished was due to his words and seeing the circumstances in which that his actions put him in. And the values that he have taught me through my lifestyle from
1: prison um, are strong to this day on how I move and how I operate.
0: And that's why I'm not in a lot of situations that um, he found himself in. So that was my dilemma for these last couple of days. Um, and if y'all haven't noticed, usually my books, <laughs> my Goodreads kind of cor- correlates with whatever the main topic is uh, for the day, Crucial Conversations prepared me for this. Like without this book, I would have, I would have wrote the letter. Um, and if I didn't write the letter, I wouldn't have this conversation with my uncle. Um, I would have avoided him (laughs) uh, because I didn't like the confrontation. I don't like letting people down, which ultimately would have caused confrontation and let him down. So it was
1: great. Um, always keep it real doesn't mean keeping it real when it's convenient for you. Doesn't
0: mean keeping it, you know, always keeping it real for others. Keep being real with yourself first and
1: foremost, and then allowing that realness to fester through others.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Join me in my journey to success by following on Twitter and Instagram at ldmonger1. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like me to address on the next episode, email me at contact at Vails World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Again, thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Until next
1: time. It's the team.